On this episode of RVA Real Estate Talk, we will be reviewing Jack Brown's Burgers and Brew, and we will be answering some listeners' questions. We'll see what you, the listener, want to know. You're listening to RVA Real Estate Talk with Jared Davis and Galen Parker, your source for an honest, insightful look into Central Virginia's real estate market. Combined, Jared and Galen have over 20 years sales experience, as well as hundreds of testimonials from clients past and present who rely on them for advice and assistance when buying and selling homes in today's incredibly hot and competitive real estate market. And now, your hosts, Jared Davis and Galen Parker. I'm Jared Davis. Hey, it's Galen Parker. How are you guys doing today? Here we are again. Another podcast. I always like to ask, how are you doing today? Envisioning that as you listen, you kind of quietly answer back to us saying like, I'm doing good. (laughs) I like to have that mental picture every time I ask questions like that. Oh, man. Ah, what a week. All right. So since we've been on the mic class, you've been married. I have. I'm a married man again. It was a beautiful ceremony that I had the distinct honor, privilege to take part of. Um, I remember waking up Monday and being so sore from a lot of dancing. Mm. Was it, is it bachata? Bachata, merengue. Right? Yeah, bachata, bachata, some merengue, some salsa. Some... Oh man, my legs were like, you are a clown. Yeah, Mike, really? how'd you enjoy the ceremony and wedding? I was Perkins. expecting gifts to me as we go. <laughs> man, and, I just got but dark I didn't, and quick. I didn't, I didn't, we didn't, 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 we didn't invite Mike. It. He's still sour on it, so <laughs> just figure why not just put it out to the public masses. I have a rule that I don't go to weddings anymore. <laughs> He's going to edit get this an podcast. That's right. <laughs> this podcast is going to be edited of just like him talking about like books and stuff. <laughs> Like, this is do a hate podcast. <laughs> uh, so no. for today, um, as we mentioned in the past, we have always been super receptive of getting questions uh, from the listeners, and we've been trying to stack up a lot of the questions, and we've been getting a lot, and so some of them were kind of redundant. They're the same ones, so we kind of condensed some. Um, yesterday, we did a nice little post about... Uh, what will uh, what questions that you have to answer? So we got a couple more of that. So after we do this nice little uh, restaurant uh, review, we'll get into that a little bit. So I'm actually super excited about that because we got some really really insightful questions. Somewhere I had to take a step back and really give us some deep thought on. I'm like, well, you know, really depends. My answer is really depends to a lot of things today. <laughs> if you guys will notice, no, it's gonna be good. We've got some good stuff, and we really appreciate the feedback that we're getting from everybody on this. Thank I'm you am- for listening. I'm amazed at the people that are listening on a regular basis. People come up to me. And tell me, oh man, I listened to your last podcast, and I don't think they're looking for houses or anything like that, but they're yeah. just curious, and so we we appreciate it. it seems like we're entertaining somebody. At I least. love that. I remember when you you talked about the podcast a while back, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I got to take part of it. Now that people come up to me like, love the podcast, and I'm like. <laughs> why are you all right great that's great i love that you and they're like love the restaurants i love the you know the chemistry between you and jared i'm like well so much chemistry it's it's not by accident we've got a lot of years in the game together so Mm, it's good we're basically family we are i mean he gave he gave my wedding (laughs) that would be incestuous and we dated mike (laughs) he did my wedding talk why is everyone in our lives whose name mike always seemed to be hating on us all They're jealous. I mean, somebody envy. Mike's hating on this us. This is a jealousy thing, I think. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into our restaurant rundown. All right, so we went to Jiggity Jack Browns, and it was so like apparently we were not going to do any plugins of music and little oh, intros. Now you're just going to mull he over. He's got real excited. My production. Uh, He's really excited about the 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 foodie reviews. Yeah, I know. I'm hungry. <laughs> All right, let's try this again. Let's give Mike the. Oh no, no, it's gone now. Should we do foodie reviews? (laughs) 
And we're back. There you go. Uh, what is it today? <laughs> All right. So we went to Jack Brown's, and they've got a little cue on their uh, website that says celebrating 10 years. And Jerry, you can give a little bit of a history, because I think you had spoken to this about the history of Jack Brown's and all that stuff. Yeah, so they started, I guess it's 10 years, definitely not 10 years in, in Richmond, I don't believe, but they started out in, I believe, Harrisonburg was yeah. their first one. Right. Um, then they came to Richmond, I believe, I don't don't quote me on this, maybe Galen has looked it up and knows, but I think they've got another location somewhere, maybe Charlottesville or somewhere in between. But um, yeah, their focus is just burgers and beer. It's not a huge menu, right? I mean, no. Pretty pretty small, but t- talk to me about the burgers. What do you what were your thoughts? Um, now that you put me on the spot about their history, yeah. So I think they started another place, Harrisonburg, Virginia, is yep. where they were. Um, they the owners had like twenty years history in like Miami Beach and different like things like that. But as far as the burgers, what I like about them is one the names of the burgers and the simplicity of it, and it's a nice quick small place you can get in get out really quickly you can bring your family um i don't remember if there were any televisions there so i'm not sure if it's a great game day but it gave me the feeling that it would have been i think there's one above the bar maybe okay. but so, it's a pretty small place you got maybe yeah. what seven or eight tables and the bar that sounds all right yeah so it's it's a little place it gets pretty crowded for lunch i don't know about the dinners i've only been there for lunch but um Burgers, so they're not they're not the the biggest burgers you're ever gonna see. No, and I feel like sometimes if you get like a massive burger, they're just overcompensating for something. So these guys are perfectly proportioned. It is. So it, that also makes it pretty reasonably cheap. I feel like. Yeah. I think yeah. It, it means most of the burgers are around like seven bucks. Exactly. I believe seven or eight bucks. But uh, I mean the patty on that burger, super good. Right? What do you what do you think about? So I always look for savory. I want to see if it you know I like my burger with pink in the inside, but you know nice little crisp caramelized nature on the outside. So super juicy, nothing dry. I feel like having a dry burger is like the Ugh. kiss of death because I'm just like, ugh, this is like a, a school burger. That's what I think of when I'm like, oh great, <laughs> I feel like I'm in public middle school. But no, they have that. And they've got like a huge number. We got the Cobra Kai, Doctor Gonzo, Greg Brady, El Chupacabra. Yeah. What is it? What are they? Bring so, down. for the one that I got, I got the Cobra Kai, and I'll give you a little bit of that. Um, I feel like anytime you add cream cheese to something, it's going to make it super rich, super delicious. I mean, not particularly super healthy, but it was amazing. And I, I mean, you're not going to go to Jack Brown's if you're trying to, you know, cut down <laughs> the pounds. You're cutting down if you're the calories healthy, and carbs. Don't yeah, go there. Don't, yeah, that's not what you're going to go. So, the, yeah, the Cobra Kai's got cream cheese, pickled jalapenos, and jalapeno jelly. So, what that does is that you've got a burger that's savory, then you've got the sweetness of the jelly, then you've got some heat, and then the heat fires you up and the cream cheese cools you down. It makes a great mouthfeel, uh, nice event for what you're tasting. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I'll let you talk about the sauces for the french fries because you were very... Uh, Oh, I'm a sauce. I'm a sauce guy. <laughs> if anybody knows me and they eat with me, they'll see if there's some kind of dipping sauce. Bring I'm gonna pretty much drink it. And so uh, they've got their version of I just call it Big Mac sauce. I mean, it literally. If you ever had there's a McDonald's a somewhere out there, yeah. If you if you ever had a McDonald's Big Mac and you know the sure. the almost like Thousand Island style dressing they put on it, it tastes pretty much just like that. And it is. Delicious on the fries, delicious on the burgers. Galen's looking at me like I'm crazy right no, now. No, is Big Mac sauce just Thousand Island? Is that is that like has that been debunked? Is that we've come to that conclusion? Now? I don't think it is oh, just okay. that, but it, it's Mike. What do you think? Doesn't it taste just like Thousand Island? Like in, in, in the consistency, it's got a little more of a tangy. Oh, okay, yeah. I always felt like I'm like, are we just are we all just mystified by the fact that they just added salt to Thousand Island 
Thousand Island. That's all it is. But it it, it works. It works. Oh goodness, it works. So, anyways, yeah, that on the fries are, are really good. The fries, I'm pretty sure. I mean, don't quote me, Jack Browns. I'm pretty sure they're frozen fries, but they're good, right? They were delicious. Jack Browns, if you're out there listening, please clarify with us. But whatever the case, they were amazing. Yeah, I don't think they're like hand cut or anything like that, but they're a really good consistency. Yeah. Um, are you a are you a sauce extra sauce on guy? So side on like. You need extra sauce on the side, guy. I, I think I'm just like like if you yes. ever go to the hibachi restaurants. Yes, he is. You ever go to the hibachi restaurants and they have like that white yum yum sauce for for I don't know what it's for, but I just put it on everything. Like they just need to bring me the container, and I, I think if I'll, there's sauce, Jared's running out of it, and he's gonna <laughs> ask them for more. We should do a Jared sauce, like a hot sauce. Mm, would, what would be in the Jared sauce? Mm, I don't know mm. how. I don't know how my. I, I I like hot hot or, sauce, like but I don't tangy, think that's my. Like a chipotle style. This kid's too sweet for that. He's, mm. he's a sweetheart. Man, see now I'm thinking about yeah, sweet and sour sauce. I'm just a sauce guy. See, I would do something that was sweet but also extremely hot. If, if I, for my own sauce, like and it has I would to want kick it to be in, like it has to kick yeah, in. Yeah, and I would want mine to be a cream bit base versus. We could probably do that. We could do a Davis Group sauce. Me and you on the logo, just like thumbs up. Oh, we we would oh, we would kill that. <laughs> we would just, that would be so we'd good. be out of real estate in like a month. <laughs> we'd just be mass producing Jared and Galen Shark on Shark Tank. Ellen talking to Ellen. We're dancing in the audience <laughs> and stuff. Here's two guys out of Richmond, Virginia that were in the real estate industry, and now they're sauce masters. <laughs> right, I love it. One uh, bottle. Write that down, Mike. Mike, take write notes. That down. Write Mike, that. You got that notes? You get sauce. Yeah. Write that down. Th- sauce notes. Uh, yeah, my burger, I, mine was pretty standard. Yours sounds like it had a lot going on. Mine was more, yeah. I think, just caramelized onions, mushrooms. I chose wisely. Um, bacon, and then, again, lots of that Big Mac sauce. They do one that's got peanut butter on it. It's peanut butter and bacon. I've had it before. It's pretty good. They do fried Oreos, right? I got a fried Oreo. Thoughts? Which, I thought fried Oreo was just going to be, I was gonna, I was prepared to be disappointed, and I was pleasantly not, and I was just like, I had, it was mixed, because I was like, this is really good, but I should never order this ever again, because I can feel my heart just like clinching into a ball of fist it was just like so angry but it was very good um if you see it on the menu it's worth getting it's a dollar yeah uh so do, go check that out um it was very sweet you it has the the ingredients of an oreo because oreos inside but it doesn't have the consistency it's not like hard or anything yeah. it's like soft so it's kind of like a ho-ho's cake almost type of deal that's fried yeah, definitely worth for it. For all you listeners out there, your restaurant foodie reviews, maybe you can send us something healthy for the next time because <laughs> I feel like every podcast I'm eating fried chicken, I'm eating burgers. You guys are sending in stuff that might harm us. Galen is ruining my my morning workouts <laughs> with our foodie reviews pretty much. And I just like looked at the list real quick of the places people want us to go. I'm like there's nothing coming up that's like healthy right now like Look at it. Was someone has recommended Park Lane Tavern, Honey Whites, Takara Ramen. Uh, I was um, at Takara last night. We we should definitely do Takara. Okay, we can do Takara. And then like, someone I've got really mixed reviews from Rusty Taco that just opened up. So okay, you want my take? Yes. Fire away. Oh, yeah. So I went there with Owen. Uh, my wife had a, something to go to, so I'm like, all right, let's go, buddy. And so it was packed. Took a little time to get your tacos. I ordered three different tacos chips and salsa and a uh fountain drink nothing for owen <laughs> just a, watch Papa. that's right Papa, he's a picky eat eater too? so we had no. crackers for him anyways um it was uh shrimp tacos a steak taco and like a like a fajita and um chicken 14 bucks hmm. a little pricey and the tacos are a little smaller than the Chipotle soft tacos or 
Moe's. Mm, what was okay. the quality? It was okay. It was so okay. So it sounds like double the cost of Chipotle. It, you're going there for the atmosphere a little bit. They have the seating in the inside and the outside with the bay door open type of deal. They've got a little uh, um, bar um, to you know order drinks. I tried to go there for the free tacos for a year. At um, they were opening at seven in the morning. I went mm. with a buddy um, that day actually, um, besides the dinner, and people were camped out like three in the morning. And I was there was the first fifty people. I was going to be sixty four in line, so mm. I was like, "All right, that's done." I love people. I love people's desire. I've to, never like, done that before, and I'll never do tacos. it again. <laughs> I camped out for PlayStation Three back in the day. Never will do that again. I sold it online for thirteen hundred dollars. That sounds like something you would do. It was worth it. And kept one. So actually, it worked out really great. I don't know if I've ever done that. I've got just low... See, I don't really need a lot of stuff. So it's just like, I'm just like, ah, whatever, I give up. I don't... And then I like look later. I'm like, man, I wish I'd have gotten line for this MacBook Mini or something like do that. The, like pre-order the iPhone. Like I got the new iPhone, but I just waited three more days and after it came out and I got it. Yeah, the iPhones are... That's the anomaly because they're like, pre-order right now or just get it thursday yeah. <laughs> we're just getting two days from now i'm just like all right they're not running out um side note of places running out of stuff i tried to get an impossible whopper the other night Ugh. put in the line they ran out did you get normal burger king food after no, that i just left you just that's yeah right, i was left i was like right i was like I was, like I was so excited i was like hi i would like to get the impossible whopper she's like uh we don't have any more i'm like well see you oh, later okay she's like what can i help you with i'm like have a great night didn't pop a chicken sandwich too Popeyes got rid of a chicken. Didn't they get rid of their like the thing that everybody was going nuts oh, about? Oh, the spicy. I don't know. I never got in line for that. We went to Hot Chicks and that like, was phenomenal. They, they hit like a, a a winner and then they got rid of it. Critical mass and they're like they dropped them. That's actually pretty smart marketing because <laughs> like, we're going like, to need some re- actual good employees if we <laughs> yeah. keep serving at they're this like, level. All the fights on YouTube. They're like, we <laughs> they're need like, to retool. Just, Popeyes <laughs> just standing outside of Chick Fil A like it would be our pleasure if yeah, you no. would come here. <laughs> we will pay you a little bit more. <laughs> we are open on Sundays though. It's not nailing the customer service like you guys. Customer service was rough. I saw. We're getting a little sidetracked. That's all right. You guys don't mind. Um, there was a. Uh, we thing. were scheduled for two podcasts, but now <laughs> yeah, we're just doing just one long. One. There was a thing on the news the other day that said that Chick Fil A has the longest queue, the longest line. Have you guys? Did you guys see that? It does not surprise me. But to me, I'm like, yeah, that's because they're busy getting the order right. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you go to another place and you're like, oh, we're the fastest, I'm like, yeah, I didn't order any yeah, of this food, and I don't, my, my, my stuff's missing. But I don't I, entirely agree with that because whenever we go, there's like four or five people taking your pre-order yeah. before you they're even fishing. get to your... Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know the metric they were using. I mean, obviously, I didn't come with a study, but well, I don't know how like, they said, but... Is this in, like, in, um, the in mid- Midwest or something like that? They were national. Like, what other places need two drive through lines? Taco Bell. Does Taco Bell, no, Starbucks. Taco Bell does not have two drive through lines. I said they need one. They did, Really? Oh, I, I don't Taco need Bell. Taco Bell. Starbucks. Let's use... No, Starbucks is the worst to you. Sorry, guys. Sorry, all the listeners. Starbucks. Uh, I'm not trying to kidding. offend we, all the listeners. Uh, happy spice, Listen, if you if you holiday. like bad coffee, that's your that's your mo. That's no, fine. if you want to get free coffee, you just take the pre order peoples that I see all the time that they do <laughs> on the counter. Coffee. Yeah, just walk you to the counter. Thank I have, you. I have so many questions about so many things. Like Panera does that too, like the racket, rapid pickup. And I've like walked in there and grabbed my stuff and felt like kind of like self conscious. Like I paid for this. Here's my. But like no one's looking. I'm like. This feels like I'm stealing, even though I obviously paid for this. But I don't know. How do they measure that? Like, if I show up and I'm like, I don't have no any of my stuff. No one monitors. You could do it all day long. Yeah. I was like, if I show up and my stuff's going to be pretty upset. And I'm sure they're just going to be like, all right, don't worry. We'll make it. Exactly. Like, if you like pumpkin spice. Mind in us all. 
So maybe that maybe crime's not as bad as it is. This that is the metric for crime. <laughs> Can you just quickly get your stuff from and Chipotle deal with, and, and deal with the guilt? Oh, I definitely eat for free. If Listen, I was if homeless. you're stealing food, I don't know if you're really wor- all that worried about the guilt. <laughs> like you're just trying to live your life, I guess. All right, that all was right. a long restaurant. Let's back radio. this thing up. All right, let's back that up. All, all right, really. so Jack Brown's really nice. Enjoyed it. Um, Possible Whopper. Haven't tried it. Spicy chicken sandwich might be gone. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's, that's it. Yeah. Big all beer right. list of Jack Brown's too. So long, long list. Not a big draft list, like seven or eight drafts typically, but huge bottle list. And they have a program if you. Uh, sign up, you can actually go through all of their beers and they give you something. I think they give you rewards if you kind of run through the list there, but you have to be a member. I think that's the only way they'll give you Wi-Fi too, which is kind of... What's, the, what's the cost of being a member, you know? Um, I don't know. I'd asked one time... For Jack Browns? Yeah, there's oh. like a... Like they keep a membership card under the bar for the you. The Notch Club. Like that. Something like that. They call it. Yeah, so look into that. Anyways. I got the pita colada sour. Just had, I just had just popped in my head what beer I got and it was actually very good. I was... Kind of thinking it'd not be good, but very good. Worthwhile checking out. All right. Deep dive. Listeners' questions. This one's, I'm excited for this one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be a lot less uh, regimented probably than the other ones. This is just kind of a, a open discussion, open conversation. We'll run through some questions. If they take a while to explain, we'll spend a while. And if they're quick, they'll be quick. All right, so we'll jump around a little bit. I like the questions that you guys sent in because these are stuff that you guys wanted to know. And I prefer that. So we'll know what you guys are interested in, what you guys want to talk to talk about. So feel free to keep sending them in the first one. Um, I had, we're not going to say anybody's names or anything like that, but the first one that I had, and Jared, I'll let you kind of hit this one and then I'll hit with you. It says, my credit is not so great. Is there a minimum credit score I need to buy a house? Wonderful question. We get that question a lot. All the time. Uh, there is actually a minimum credit score that you need with the house. Um, it's about 620 for an FHA loan. That's kind of the standard that we use. They're going to go by your middle credit score. So m- most people have three credit scores. Uh, uh, a lender is going to pull all three and they're going to pick your middle. So if you're high is 620, but your middle is 580, you're probably not getting a loan. But 620 is where you want to be. Uh, the other rule of thumb would be if you go to somebody else that does some outside of the box guidelines. Most of your standard lenders are going to say 620, but uh, FHA will actually go down to 580. Uh, So there are a couple lenders out there we can connect you with that will do that for you. Uh, Again, the rates are going to be not as good if 620. Um, You're going to have some different terms and things like that that may not be as ideal if if you had a higher credit score, but it can be done. The other flip side is that almost every lender we deal with has some kind of credit repair company that they deal with directly. So uh, essentially... And a lot of people need that. I mean, it is what it is. There's there's not a huge financial literacy thing taught to kids. So they grow up, they're not really sure of, you know, what to do with credit cards. Everyone gets themselves in bad credit card situations. And it's really just not taught in school. I really think it should be so that people say, all right, this how something will affect my credit worthiness in the future. What does a credit score mean? How so you need repair. When I when I graduated out of college, my first job was with a debt repair company. Mm-hmm. And I dealt with people a lot doing that. Just, you know, what do I need to do? How do, can I consolidate my loans? And so there's a lot of different things that if you find yourself in that position, don't ever think that you can't buy a house. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, the lender's not even going to charge you for it. So it, even if even if your credit is where it needs to be and it's close, 
you could even ask about it just to try to get it better, to get a better rate. I actually had somebody a while back, we got their points up 100 points, I believe, uh, within about a month and a half. So that's the other thing is they can rescore it quick. So uh, if you try to run through the credit bureaus, it could take a long time to try to correct things yourself. They have an algorithm and a software where they type in if you just put your credit card debt to here, not pay it off, but just pay it yeah. down to this level or if we get this moved, if we get this transferred, then this is analytically what your credit score should do, and it's pretty accurate. So yeah. uh, they can do that, submit it with the credit bureau, and within about a week or two, they can actually get a rescore in. So 620 is the number, but if you're lower than that, we can definitely work with you and help. Very nice. All right. So the next question, I when I saw that come in, I kind of like laugh because it's an easy question just to respond but i wanted to bring to the podcast just for the fact that mike is here and he would appreciate this the person asks hey can i take my own pictures and um you know what mike <laughs> mike's head just exploded i think i just saw clear liquid drip out of his ears um so well, first and foremost yes you can take your own pictures you can do a lot of things you could list your house by owner you could do your own surgery yeah I don't recommend it. And Mike, talk to us a little bit, but what are the pros? Uh, there's probably not really that many cons, but what are the pros of <laughs> using a pro to do your photography? The only con is you got to deal with Mike. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You guys. I love Mike. Ouch. We, slaughter, Mike we slaughter Mike on the podcast. Listen, He's a great guy. If we do not tease you. We do not like you. And we actually, we don't like Mike. We love Mike. Mike's the man. He's got a great personality and setup here. So Eddie, not so much. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Eddie's my right-hand man. So... Um, so doing photography for real estate only, we're only talking real estate. Since I've been doing it for over six years now, just the real estate side, there is an art form of capturing a house that's going to look its best. And no matter what, because you've got to deal with different aspects of the house. Some houses shoot better than others because they look prettier or the, there's shadows and, and places that are just not pleasing to the eye. So you have to learn how to move the camera and position yourself and if you're doing a flash or, or longer exposure with no flash so there's different scenarios i just had a house down in the fan that was totally dark and no matter what day it was going to be there so i had to shoot a completely different way that i normally don't it came out great but the normal person if you're just going to use your phone or you have to know your equipment to what it's capable and then also capture the house because you can't sell it tell the house oh move this way because the sun's this way what if they just get the new iphone like you did well then you're <laughs> going to learn how to use the capability of it which in my opinion is it's really taking you know this day and age stuff is really stepping up you can pull stuff off i've never been challenged to take photos with my phone with my older phones this one the new one i think i could pull it off and no one would be the wiser. Yeah, you know, cell, phone, cell phones have come a long way with their cameras. But at the end of the day, even things... That, and the 11's got like a really good wide-angle lens on it now, yeah, right? Yeah, it's awesome. I use it for video. Yeah, so Mike's trying to put himself out of business a little bit right now. But I guess the big thing <laughs> is that, you know, wide-angle, just in general, and I see people come in and take their own pictures... God, the angles, you can't see the rooms. And sometimes you'll hear clients that they'll almost complain when they get into a house. They're like, man, this room seems so big online. Yeah. And it's so small here. And you're like, I know, but... 
it did sell you on coming to see this place, that's right? The, I that's mean, the goal. And, yeah, and that's the whole I thing. I had that it's conversation like, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I have I'm like, well, you're here. So. I have it all the time. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what's the flip side? I, I, I don't want to see just a corner of one room. I want to be able to see the yeah. actual room. Well, it's sure. also hard because if a house is staged or not staged. Like there was one that we just shot not, um, that was not staged, a mostly yellow type of Oof. you know colors and things like that. And so you, you have to figure out a way to kind of make it not so looking stark, you know, and there's, there's other aspects than just snapping the picture. It, yeah. so go ahead. No, I was going to say, it just drives me nuts in general, because even when you're trying to find a house for somebody like a client, the pictures sell it. I think it's 92% is the statistic now of people are going to find their house online first, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing they're going to do is look at pictures. And if I'm trying to get somebody to come look at your house that's for sale and the pictures are terrible... It goes both ways. Sometimes I look at them and I'm like, I don't know about this house, but they do the same thing. And sometimes mm-hmm. you walk in, you're like, wow, this thing was way nicer than it looked in the pictures. We just sold one. I won't say the the address. We yeah. won't throw another agent under the bus. But they had it up for eighty some days, I think. They came off market. We put it's it a long up, period and we time. had what two contracts? Yeah. Two contracts in two days. Yeah. But the pictures were night and day, and all I had to go off of was the original pictures. Galen was the one that was in the house, but I looked at the picture and I said, mm, I don't know. <laughs> and when the pictures came back the second go around, I said, Wow, this thing's gonna sell. And it did. It was it was gone. So we see firsthand people go in. They take pictures with their, like their toaster oven. I don't even know what they're snapping pictures with. They're so bad. Yeah. But we do it the second time. We do it right. We get Mike out there, and they fly off the shelf. You know, the cost of like paying a photographer, you're paying for not just them being there. You're paying them to sit down with the going through sifting through 230 photos for 300 photos, weaning it down to the best of the best. You know, the best in, 40, yeah, you know, the best 40, 50. Sometimes, you know, house, I'll give them almost 60, 70 photos they have to choose from, but you know, or even more. So they're paying the photographer to sit down, you know, do all those things. So it's just not being there at the, you know, shooting the pictures. It's more than just that. Yeah. So that was a good question. You know, technology has come a long way, but I think, in my personal opinion, people's eyes haven't come that so. You know, there's certain things that Mike's going to be or a professional photographer may be able to highlight and hit that maybe you might not be able to do yourself. So, um, can I take my own pictures? You can, but I beg you don't. We specialize in a lot of listing houses that were formerly listed with other agents that weren't able to sell. And sometimes we look at the pictures and we're just like, so this is probably one of the reasons why, you know, it, it didn't pull people in. So, great question. Yep. All right. So, Jared, this one's going to be to you because someone said, can Jared explain the rental formula that he had mentioned in the past podcast? And I think that's the one that we were talking about. about Like a two-house-a-year plan. Yeah, that one. And I, if you want to do – last time we went super long, but just – this and, is, and you can whoever that asked that question, feel free to reach out to us, and we'll we'll happy to meet you somewhere, sit down, we can talk it through. Yeah, please do. I've explained this to people a lot of times, and this is just a basic rule of thumb. It's something that a lot of investors have used over the years, but um, you can do this on different scales. We just bought up a ton of different houses, and we're using the same exact scale model uh, on a larger figure. But uh, a lot of times, people have a smaller amount of cash. So the last podcast we talked about, what if you have. Thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars. Can you start doing this? And so, essentially, the strategy would be two houses a year to pick up as a rental. Uh, the goal is to buy it where it needs a little bit of work, but to be able to get a good enough deal where you know that once you put the money in, it's going to be worth more than the total amount of money you've put in. So, let's say you can buy the house at eighty, and it needs twenty to thirty thousand dollars, but you know that once it's all done, it'll be worth about one fifty. 
Now, one thing you may ask, how am I going to know? You're going to talk to us. We're going to run a comp just like we would run a comp for an investor that wants to flip a house and see if the numbers are there to sell it. We'll run the numbers and make sure that the they work out to hold it with equity. But essentially what you're going to do is you're going to buy that house. You're going to put that money in. Once it's done and you know it's worth that 150 you go back to the bank and you refinance it. You do what's called a cash back refinance. They're going to give you all of the money back that you had put in. So now you've got no money invested because of that $40,000 in equity. So they're going to loan back essentially that $100,000 to $111,000 that you put in. Whether you did it on an original loan or whether you did it all cash doesn't really matter. You're just refinancing it back out. You're left with 40000 or so in equity. You've got a cash flow property. Again, everybody's numbers need to be different, but you know, if you shoot for, say, 400 bucks a month in profit, that's solid. And then you just go do it again. So if you think every six months you're going to do that, you're going to get your money back every six months. So you're never going to need any more capital. At the end of, say, five years, you now have 10 rental properties. They're netting you about 400 bucks a month each. So you've got, what, $4,000 a month coming in. Mm-hmm. You have 40000 in equity on each one, so that's 40000 in equity times another 10. So you have $400,000, right, in equity. Now you start selling back your first two. You don't have to. If you just want to build a portfolio forever, great. But if you want some, some quick cash, you sell those two. So there's, what, $100,000 in your pocket pretty much that you're pulling back out in the equity plus the, the $4,000 a month, so fifty grand a year you're making in rental. So, again... With an initial investment of say forty, fifty grand, by year five you could be making hypothetically one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, selling two houses and buying two houses and living off of the rental income. So um, it sounds easy in principle. Obviously, it, it takes a lot of looking to find the right deals, um, but it's something that can be done, and it's something that can be done by an average person. You know, you don't need yeah. to have millions of dollars in the bank. So that's the strategy. Hopefully, that made sense. Hopefully, I explained it in a way that very concise. Uh, was concise, and if yeah. you have more questions on it, again, reach out. I can sit down and draw it out for you uh, so you can see how it how it lays out. And you can do it at a smaller scale. You can do one a year. Yeah. Uh, you can do it at a bigger scale. And if you got a lot of money, then you, you can steamroll them and pick them up pretty quick. Pick them in packages. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So good question. Um, I'm guessing whoever asked that, they're probably going to want to know a little bit more, but that's totally fine. Um, I like the, uh, the next one that came. It says, can you help with downsizing? And yes, we definitely can help with downsizing. So... Um, if you're newly single, um, if you're an empty nester, if perhaps you're just looking to transition to another house, we can help. It is a stressful thing. And I think they're smart to ask, can they have help? Because I've seen recently where mom and dad lived in Virginia. The son lives in Rhode Island. Um, father passes. Now the mother's in this big giant house by herself. He's like, I need help with downsizing, but I'm far away. Can you assist with that? Yes, obviously that's outside of probably the normal purview of a real estate agent, but that is something that we can help with because um, you want someone who has some experience with it. I have some personal experience with it because I was in that very same position where uh, overnight I had a house and an apartment uh, that I needed to clear out, so I was able to do that. So there's some things that you uh, can can probably think about, talk about that are out that you probably won't think about as far as like bills and insurances and medical stuff like that. So that is a good question. We can help with downsizing. We can help with anything. Pretty much. Yeah. If it has to do with real estate, we'll do it. It requires a lot of patience and compassion. So if you're someone who's just trying to, if you're a real estate agent, you're listening to this and you're just like, oh, I'm just trying to you know, be transactional. That's probably not the avenue that you want to go. But for us, that is something that we do specialize in. Yeah, we build a lot of relationships. Our thing is long-term relationships. If you deal with the Davis Group, you know that. You're going to be friends with us for a long time. Yeah. 
we'll, we'll keep showing up at all your major events. That's right. And, and you get invited uh, to a lot of parties. Yes, we, we, right. throw, we throw a lot of parties. For we get invited to a lot of weddings and stuff like that. And so that's very cool. We've got a uh, we've got a client that closed a couple months ago. We're going to do their housewarming. Yeah. Uh, in a couple well, of weeks. I'll be in I'll be in the Philippines, I think, for it. But you guys will be but there. That's all right. Your credit card will be here. Um, so we're, <laughs> do, we're doing the housewarming. So that's going to be pretty fun. So here's what I like. Jared, I'm gonna let you, I'll let all, all of us will answer this. It's a very funny. What is your favorite pizza place? Oh, super random. Yeah. Um, a Pizza Express in Chester. Oh, I was hoping you wouldn't say that. Yes. That's what I was going to say. Buffalo chicken pizza there is oh, incredible. Man. This is why we have such chemistry because we just had the exact same answer. So I'll try to come with something else. Mike, what do you got? I don't do pizza. All right. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I mean, I do, but it, it just it just tears me up. It's something. It's so. Right. I mean, I grew, up, I grew up on Papa John's. I mean, Ugh. I know it's terrible, but, yourself. you know, that's... <laughs> no wonder it tears you up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> You've got a body filled with Papa John's, and you're like, oh, I don't like pizza. I'm like, well... This is like, I'm just drinking garlic butter. I don't know why this garlic butter is... <laughs> that garlic butter is so good, though. So uh, now yeah. Shaq is involved. He's like their spokesperson for Papa John's. How do you feel about oh, that? Oh, is he? Yeah. That's well, they had to get the they had to get Papa out of there. <laughs> Papa was a wild cannon that they were not prepared for. So now I think they've like brought in Shaq, which is kind of overcorrect, but it's real pretty funny. Uh, um, all right, so I was gonna say Pizza Express because they're buffalo chicken, and mm, uh, it's so funny that every time I tell people like go to Pizza Express, they look at me like I'm just crazy because yeah. the name is Pizza and Express. Like, and have I have you to been go to, to Chester Mod's Pizza yet? Mod's not bad, but Don't it's definitely not my. Um, we're not going into top pizzas. Yeah, I mean, it's I, good fast food pizza. I go to Mod probably three times a week, but it's only the he salad. He says it's for a salad. Oh, so <laughs> I was like, what? Really, really what it is, it's a, it's a crust with arugula <laughs> on it. Great water. <laughs> like, like this, you just got arugula so on your the, pizza. Here's the, the backstory about that. I usually go there three times a week, and I get an actual salad. The one time I don't get a salad, I get their pizza salad, which is... Well, he said it's a pizza crust with salad on. Jared happens to be walking, and I'm in the office. He's like, "Is this your pizza? It's covered with pepperoni and cheese." I'm like, "This is not what I normally get." I can tell Do you, I what, look at me. Yeah, I'm not a mod. The 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 mod pizza off over there on uh, off Knuckles. They will testify that they know me when I walk in. They they bag it up. They already know the online order. It's always a salad, except you know, that time. Except for that one time. Is the salad that good? good. It's uh, actually a pretty good the salad. salad. Is very good and it's very quick because you know I don't eat before twelve. At twelve, I want a good salad because it's six hundred calories. And then at dinner, I'll eat something else um, if I'm not going to the gym or something like that. So it it, it fits into my it's regiment. Of, it is a pretty good salad. Fitting into a suit for Jared's wedding. So that was the the goal there. But yeah, it's a good salad. Uh, okay, Which, but uh, my pizza place is going to be Sergio's. Okay, that's um, what I was, I was. That was on my list. I like their Mediterranean pizza. Yeah, I, I featured Sergio's about two months ago as for my restaurant, and like the blog went in viral. I mean, it went insane. I mean, everyone in Brander Mill were just like, "Blah, we love Sergio's." Yeah, and Joe's some a people good were like, guy. "This is not a Sergio's. This is not a Brander Mill restaurant." It was just like crazy, but people were very passionate. But overall. People are like, we love Sergio's. They're amazing. Joe's great. It's got great customer service. Great beer. Super um, good beer. He's a beer nut. Joe's, yeah. Joe's always been a beer connoisseur. So he's got a beer bar in the back that he put in. I mean, it's probably been, what, like eight or nine years ago now. But um, always super good drafts there. Man, that was all Chesterfield. Ch- uh, taste of Italy. Italy. For yeah. the pizza sometimes. Yeah, I know. Um, I sure. know the family really well. They're really good people. They live here locally. And what also, I'll throw out since we named all Chesterfield stuff, which is crazy to me that we're talking... Pizza, and we See? mentioned nothing in Richmond, but um, 
eight and a half and Belmont for pizza. Sure. Belmont's great. Uh, they would be my my go tos when I'm in the city, and they have been. Oh, and now they've got uh, what's the one that just came from Charlottesville that uh, mm, I don't big know. slices. Um, oh, the place we need to go. Oh, yeah. I cannot think of the name of that place. <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll where, keep talking about stuff. It's on I'll, I'll Main Street, I believe, right near Social 52. You can almost walk to it. Um, I think we need to do an extension of like a podcast food review only. Can we, we can, talk about food can, I've so actually much. had people hey, tell me. Hey, we're giving people what they want. I've had friends add, tell me the same thing. They're like, you just need to start a YouTube channel for food because you know every restaurant there is in Richmond and all the people. So maybe if you can find me a way to monetize that, Mike. I can do it. We can do it. <laughs> it's all enough. I'm going I'm, I'm to wake up in the middle of the night and be like, this is the name of the pizza place. But it's <laughs> Benny Venetano's. That's it. Yeah, uh, Benny Venetano's. Nice. <laughs> I'm here all day, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the, the slices are massive. They yeah. are huge. They're like, people think of like New York slices on, the, on like street vendors. Those would be, these are bigger than those. They're really big. Yeah. So, we'll do anyways. that next time. Good. We'll do a pizza tour. Well, Anybody like want to, hey, shout out to the listeners. You want to come on our pizza tour? That's what we need to do. We had two people come with us to uh jack brown's yeah yeah let's and we'll do a podcast at the restaurant and you guys can decide if you want mike there or not we'll do like a voting <laughs> bar or something we'll so like a, a no voting. podcast he may, he, may need to be, he may need to be there to film that uh, due to the contractual just obligations just, we have to have mike there just follow us with your fancy iphone mike film us with your fancy iphone so all right so the next question is um you know we've got some time we got a few you. more minutes yeah, we got a couple more minutes so it says this is a big this is a big question that you know it's not easy to answer how how would a recession affect real estate you know that's I'm going to give a quick answer because this, yeah. this is a whole not this is like I mean, a whole that's, podcast that's, yeah, exactly. discussion. But here, here's the thing to know: if you do your research, what you'll see is that out of the last four recessions we've had, only one really affected real estate values. I think if you go back five, I think you had a slight dip. But really, in the last four, it was just this last 2008 recession. But yeah. that's kind of what everybody's used to now. That's what most people live through heavily. And most people are gauging everything on is real estate values tanked, right? And I want to say it was at least a 20% drop in values. Don't quote me on the statistic, but um, I know some areas were a lot more. There were people underwater for a long time. Uh, When I got into real estate, I was selling a lot of houses for people that were just underwater. Um, There's a lot of losses. But again, outside of that, the four previous recessions or three previous recessions, the values did not drop that much. So... Are we fortune tellers? No. Can we read the future? No. But my financial analysts? No. Exactly. But, but I don't know either. But so. hypothetically, at the end of the day, if we hit another recession, the chances are statistically that real estate values aren't going to tank that much. Again, the last recession was caused by subprime loans in the real estate market. Yeah. If we have a stock market crash and things like that, again, you will probably see a slowdown. Most of the time, people are hesitant about things. When we hit recession, will you sell your house as fast as you're selling it right now? Maybe not. But if you'll still sell it, if you're a buyer, maybe that's the time that you get a, a better deal. And and that, maybe not because values tank, but just because you're not in a bidding war with everybody, yeah. right? So interest rates are down. I know for me, it's just a strategy change. I welcome a downturn because in a downturn, that's when we start buying up rental properties, right? People start realizing that their profits aren't there as they come up on their refinance periods. They end up having to let things go, and then that's when you can start grabbing some stuff. At a, at a better rate because at the end of the day right now if you look in richmond at investment properties good luck finding anything under over like a six cap seven cap return on investment versus yeah. um you know in some of those slower times you may be able to pick up a nine ten eleven percent uh cap return 
Yeah, or, or more. It, it's it's a tough question because you know obviously there are some indicators that say the a recession is coming. How will that affect real estate? It's not as bad. People, real estate's one of the or recessions. In other words, where people just keep saying and they're like, oh, it's going to get bad and bad. I was like, just because you keep saying it doesn't really make it. So I mean, yes, there are some things that you can look at regarding like the bond market and stuff like that. But as Jared said, um, when it comes to real estate, real estate is usually a pretty strong investment. And right now. If your rates are low and you're looking at long term, if you're thinking, oh, I want to buy a house. Better than ever. You've got really low rates and you're probably not going to be selling your house in one year, two years. Probably you're going to be there for a pretty amount of time. So this is the time that you can kind of capitalize on things. Now, if you're a real estate investor, you've got to probably take a different strategy. Um, you're going to want to check to see. But you're looking at a lot of markets anyways, not just you know, recession. You're looking at everything that affects liquidity and stuff like that. But the thing is, if you're a rental investor, what you realize is that in a recession, if people start losing their houses, they need rentals. Yeah, people still need to live indoors. At, at the end of the day, it's one of the things that's almost recession-proof if you plan it right. And even with rates, I believe the lowest rate average was 3.31% in 2012. The average. I mean, yeah. they kind of dipped a little lower for the day, but the, the actual average was 3.3, something like yeah. that. Um, we're sitting at like three and a half, three point six, I think, right now. So statistically, we are closest to almost the the lowest rates that we've ever seen uh, in the history of mortgage rates. So uh, it's a really good time if you start looking at whether it's a personal house or an investment. You see yeah. how much interest rates have an effect on your payment. It's a good time, and I would take advantage while rates are the way they are. Mike, I feel like you were about to say something, were you not? Well, I I have something, but I I don't want to open up a can of worms. But what what is the with the possible, and I'm lightly following this, I'm not, you know, but the lightly uh, impeachment, what what hmm. do you think would be in the, like a jolt of a hit on the economy on something like that? I have no input. Yeah, I, no, I mean, I have no political input. He, he, it's not a political. I mean, it's like, <laughs> what, I, so know, here's the thing. Um, I know any change. I know it's going to. Yeah, know any, it's any gonna, change, stay, go, new, old, any change. People don't like change and people get worried about change. So whether there is a, a change in the government lineup, it's, you know, I mean, it's been I a change it be a for small years result. and they've dealt with it and look yeah, at it and so change react. It, it won't be like a huge thing. People think like, you know, people are going to throw money into the streets. People just don't react like that. People still need to raise their families, send their kids to school and stuff like that. So, yeah, I know it's a small ripple, but it's yeah. still a ripple. So look, the worst impeachment or not, we're, we're going into an election year next year. So at the end of the the day, I was talking to somebody the other day about it. Most likely the Fed's not going to crank rates on a, on an, on an election year. You know, mm -hmm. they're going to keep things pretty smooth. First year of somebody in office, they're typically not, you know, let's completely up in the system in the first 12 <laughs> months either. So, Correct. I mean, I think you got a solid two years of whatever you want to do. And yeah. after that, you know, if you have to re-strategize with whatever it is, go for it. But I don't think values are going to be that much of an issue from a... Uh, yeah, I mean... I, I, most, most analysts will say that we're not going to see a huge spike in values, but we're going to see a slight increase each year, which is exactly what you want to see. Yeah. And, and if you're buying a house to live in... You're not technically buying it as an investment, but that's what you want to see. You you don't want to see it go. You don't spike want a huge up. spike so that you get your you know property, well, I mean, personal property the, tax bill. And that's like, the thing is like in the in the area that we live in, it's just growing out more and more. I mean, building oh, new construction, booming. Yeah, it's absolutely. just you know there's you know out in Amelia, it's just slowly growing out. You know. Ugh. Sorry, sorry, my Amelia listeners, <laughs> for the three people that live out there. If one of you three people is listening. <laughs> 
You know what? I just put a contract on uh, House Amelia like uh, a couple months ago. I love Amelia. Great, uh, great area out there. If you're looking for someone who will travel out to Amelia, my name is Galen Parker yeah, with right. Davis. <laughs> you know, it's, here's the thing. There's just not a lot of sales that go on Amelia. I mean, like if sure. you go to Powhatan, there's a lot going on. I want to say when I looked it up a while back, I forgot what the period was, but I could only find like 21 sales over the course of. I mean, it was a long period. I don't want to say it was like a year, but it was like it was a lot. So yeah, it's just it's a tough appraisal market. It's a tough purchase market but yeah galen he's your guy he will drive you out there he will show you around i did See, it for a might not even a little rest stop you go i'm to driving to goochland for showings today so i can't say yeah I, I showed a really wonderful couple like several houses um in amelia like a couple months ago we i mean we were all over amelia and then they recently just bought a house that's 1.6 miles away from their current house <laughs> and, and it's like nowhere near me it's like in chester so i was just like well i mean i got to see but you know i got to meet you know david keener out there he's an asian out there debbie cash they're great great folks great great quality people out there all right do we have time for one more question yes all right so um very last question is unless you're you see something else that because i know you got some so this is do i have to take a class before i can buy my first house it's hmm, a good question uh quick answer no uh, right. longer answer if you want certain grant programs yes there are classes that you can go through so we've talked about this before on the podcast with different lenders um, and different grants if you run through the home grant uh, that's a grant that's outside of uh, the lender itself. So whereas most lenders offer the grant, this is a separate company. You run through home. They give you an approval, and you can go to any lender you want. Um, that's something you actually have to go through classes and qualify, but they'll end up giving you, I want to say it's like seven or $8,000, and it can go towards down payments and closing costs, um, which is unlike most of the other grants out there. Can you do those online? Mm, I Home, I don't think you can do the, the class online. I think you actually have to go to, I mean, don't quote me on it because again, they're, they're third party. They're separate from me. They're separate from yeah, the lender. We don't know. But I, I want to say you go to Home's website, you contact a rep there and they will set stuff up and make sure you qualify and then run through a class. Um, there's other grants. Like I want to say if you do certain uh, VHDA grants, yeah. Uh, depending on what it is. Some of them you don't need the class because some are just like 100% loan. But I think the ones that are actual grant where they grant you the 3.5% down payment, uh, there it, it is like an online class. And they say, you know, you can do it typically in a day or so and take the take a test and be done. I think like 10 years ago I got a VHDA loan for a house and I took the class. And, you know, it's it's not like it's just a class to take a class. There's some knowledgeable information. There's some good stuff in there that yeah. you should... Um, you also have grants for firefighters, nurses, and things like that, governmental grants. Yep. Um, I don't know how the class situation works on those because it's been a while yeah. since I've done one. That's a good question. And I, yeah. I always tell people, you know, this is obviously a little plug for myself, but I always tell people it is good to take something mm -hmm. just to give you some information. December 7th, I'm hosting a uh, first time or just a new home buyer seminar. Um, that is, that's, there's no cost to you. It's free. It'll be nice. It'll be there. It'll be a lender there. Um, they'll be able to kind of talk to you. There'll be uh, free credit scores and you know reports there. So I definitely advocate those because knowledge is power, you know, typical 90s uh, expression. But it's worthwhile just so that you know, so that when you ask the right questions, because sometimes I feel like a lot of times people feel timid. They're like, oh, is this a dumb question? And we talked about that before. There's no dumb questions when you're about to make a you know $170,000 investment. You need to ask all of the questions. And so this is a nice, easy way to just get some of the answers and have someone sit down and talk to you and just walk you through. There's no pressure and stuff like that. So I, I like good question. You don't have to, but you probably should. It's like, you know, 
why not get some information get some yeah. education go to galen's first time home buyer class he can walk you through that the lenders will give you all the info too we'll talk about restaurants as well well good good questions today Thank we you, didn't everyone. even we weren't even able to get through them all so we'll probably do another podcast like this we'll reach out for some more questions if you have anything you want to know reach out to us we appreciate you listening thank you richmond so much let you us know do the rundown of the uh the stats but, uh, yes, I'm sorry. I was like, what are you talking about? I don't have about? stats on that. I was like, the question sets? <laughs> yes. So, again, thank you so much. We've got uh, California, New York, Maryland, Florida. I don't see any international like we had last time, so Jared probably said something to scare them off and offend them. Uh, <laughs> I'll, pitch, I'll pitch it in the Philippines next week. Yeah, week's very good. Yeah, so thank you so much. We've got uh, our listener viewership downloads are all up, and we really appreciate it. We love it when you come up and tell us that you're listening. Um, we love your input. We love your feedback. Someone told me the other day, and Jared was like, I don't see it, but I can kind of understand what they're coming from. They're like, you and Jared sound alike. And the oh, reason why we sound alike is because when you spend so much time with a person, you start picking up their way of saying things, <laughs> expressions, adages, pauses. Uh, I can go on about you know public speaking because that's one of my things that I've done a lot of trading on and speaking on. But you pick up you know people's things as well. So there's a reason why we sound like that. We don't really sound alike, but... You know, we have the same jokes. We laugh at the same things. We choose the same pizza places. Whereas we're all Mike, in, we're both inappropriate. Yeah, I'm very appropriate. <laughs> I'm for the kids. Unlike <laughs> Michael, where none of us sound like him at all. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, if you need any help, reach out to us eight zero four five three six six one zero zero, or you can email me at Jared at CentralVARealEstate dot com. And as always, this is Galen Parker at eight zero four two seven four nine zero one six, and you can reach out to me at Galen at CentralVARealty. That's it. This has been this episode of RVA's Real Estate Podcast. If you have a real estate question that you would like to ask Jared or Galen, reach out to them at Jared at CentralVARealty.com or Galen at CentralVARealty.com. Who knows? It may even be featured on an upcoming episode. 